Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the I Love Mortgage Brokering Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, we talk to a rookie who's new in the industry, making some waves, find out how they're succeeding, what kind of challenges and struggles they're overcoming, and we want to share their story with you. So today, I have a friend of mine, Matt Bagana. Matt got in the mortgage business in October of 2020, right in the middle of a pandemic, had a really crystal clear plan on what he was going to do. And of course, unfortunately, the pandemic threw him for a loop. He is now doing amazing. His business is on track to do quite well this year. So a couple of takeaways from my conversation with Matt. First is that the biggest surprises that he found getting into the mortgage industry, sort of what he thought and what it was. One of them was that he figured, okay, I'm just, because he's a very hard worker, very motivated guy. So I'm just going to study the underwriting guidelines and then I'll be able to know how to do mortgages or how to underwrite. And unfortunately, as he discovered, there is no manual with all of the guidelines in it. And part of that is because it's so complex. Like, and I've always described it this way. You can't learn how to underwrite mortgages from a book, just like you can't learn how to drive a car from a book. You actually have to do them because of the nuance and the complexity of each file and how one little thing can change the entire application. And so he talks about that. He also talks about how he wasn't having a success initially with referral sources and how he had to overcome that. It's an awesome conversation with a guy that you pay attention to, Matt. I guarantee you're going to see him continue to rise in the industry. A couple of quick things before we jump into that. We started a brokerage recently called Island B Mortgage Pros. And the whole goal of that brokerage is to help new agents. So if you're listening to this, a new agent like you, find and fund their first 10 mortgages. And we do that through providing amazing sales training that we put Matt through, as well as underwriting support. And one of the things that we identified, just like Matt said, is that you know you get this file and you're like, oh my gosh, what do I do with it? So we actually have underwriting coaches that are available 40 hours a week through a Zoom link. And you literally can go there and show up with your file, show up with your credit bureau, show up with any questions you have, and they'll literally answer your questions in real time. And our agents have absolutely loved to have that support. And we have a commitment of, it should not take you 30 minutes is the maximum you'll have to wait in order to get an answer if you're working on a file. Because as you know, time kills all deals. And the longer that it takes, if you're a newer agent, for you to you know get an answer or to figure out what question to ask that client, the more likely you're going to lose that file. And so we decided to bake that right into our process. Another thing that we baked into our process is we had to go out and find really great tech. And so when it comes to the mortgage industry, the great part is we live in a time now when there's more options than ever. There used to be when I first started 16 years ago, there was no options. There's very little options available. Now there's lots. And so we ended up partnering with Finmo through a company called Lendesk. And when I look at the different tools that are available out there, honestly, it was the quickest to learn. It was the easiest for clients to interact with. And from a document collection application and submission platform, we were like, this is very, very smooth. And so they're a title sponsor for our podcast, which we're super grateful for. But they're also, our agents are loving it. And one of our senior underwriters who's been in the business a long time has been using other tools. And she said to me several times, she's like, wow, this tool is like so easy to use. It's very intuitive. If you want to check that out, go to finmo.ca slash ILMB. So this is just for our Canadian listeners. But honestly, it's a great tool. Finmo.ca slash ILMB. Check it out. That You can get set up in a couple of minutes. They'll set you up on a free trial. That's a great tool. And check out this interview that I have with Matt. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. Hey, Matt. Welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? So how did you get in the mortgage business, man? Like, when did you get started? What were you doing before? And then how did you end up here, like, as a mortgage agent? Yeah, absolutely. So I always love answering this question by kind of explaining a little bit about what I did prior to getting into the mortgage business. So I was previously in the hospitality industry and I worked as an operations manager for one of Marriott's engagement centers. And one of the responsibilities that I absolutely loved in this position or in this job was developing the managers on my team and teaching them how to grow their performance. 
So when I kind of took a step back and wanted to do something for myself and start my own business, I decided that I wanted to take the things that I love about the job that I was in and then also help pair it with one of my other passions, which is just simply money. Like I wanted to put those two together and that's what pointed me directly. You're, you're the most business. honest person ever. My passion is money. So, yeah, <laughs> and this is the business you can make money in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's exactly how I got into the mortgage business. It pointed me right in that direction. And now I'm focusing on helping people grow their financial portfolio through real estate. So I'm still helping people. I'm still putting my money into it, still helping people make money. So yeah, that's how I got into mortgages. And like, I think I'm definitely down the right path. Right. That's awesome, man. And so then how long ago did you get in? I got my license October 1st, 2020. And then I spent the last three months of 2020 kind of like getting in with my brokerage, learning the systems, kind of figuring out what it's all about, the basics. And then I really dove in come January, 2021. Okay. So, so it's really think, only been January that you started, like this is your first real year. Last year was more like prep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you start full-time, part-time? Like, I guess what happened? Did you jump in with both feet? Yeah. So I definitely jumped in with both feet. I pretty much didn't have a choice if I'm being honest. So like I knew in 2020, the hospitality industry was taking a hit. So when I thought about it, I had two options. Like I either go get another full-time job in the corporate world and kind of work my way up there. Also trying to get the mortgage business started, or I just jump in hundred percent as a mortgage agent and give it my hundred percent all. Right. So that's what I chose to do. I went in hundred percent and like, didn't look back. Right. Okay. It's like, we always say burn the boats. Your boat was being burnt and you're like, I guess yeah. I got to do something, either mortgages or something else. And so in the last sort of, I guess, six months or so, has there been any point where you're like, should I have done this? Or any like, you know, doubt on you chose the right industry, any like moments of, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think at the beginning, it took a huge mental hit on me. So like prior to getting into it, because I jumped in with both feet, I had a budget, I had a plan, I had a budget and figure out a way that I'm going to financially do this. And watching my savings just go every single month and no new money coming in, it took a huge hit on me. Like you have to remember, I came from a cozy corporate job, right? Paying me every two weeks without fail. I knew money was coming in biweekly. And then switching into this where it was just so spotty and patchy, like it took a huge hit on me. So I was questioning every single day whether or not I was in the right industry or if I made the right choice. How did you push through that? Because I know the people are listening to this, if you're new in the industry, that you're going to go through this. At some point, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. And so how did you get through that? For sure. Yeah. So there's two main things that I think really helped me through it. And the first was truly believing in myself. Like if I didn't believe in myself and know that I could get through it, then I would have failed 100%. And also like just knowing the potential that this industry had to offer, like that kind of kept me motivated, kept me on track. And then the second thing I have to admit was closing my first couple of deals, especially like the deals where I was able to help the client get a higher pre-approval than what they had from their bank. Or like I helped a client refinance their original property to purchase a rental property. Those were the deals where I'm like, wow, this industry definitely has some positives to it. And it's super rewarding when you're able to help somebody with like their home ownership goals. So right. those yeah. two things combined helped me get through it. To be when completely you closed honest those you. first few mortgages, you were like, okay. And the fact that there were some wrinkles in them or there were some nuance that you knew that you weren't just taking an order like, hey, do you want fries with that? You were actually like, I'm giving you something more than what you thought you could get. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. As soon as I was able to like prove to myself that I was more valuable than what they already had. Right. Right. Okay. So what's the thing that surprised you most about the mortgage business? So like most people that come in and they're bright eyed and bushy tailed and like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Everybody I know needs a mortgage. I'm going to be. And then it's like, 
you know, like one of those movies where things just stop. So what was the surprise for you that you saw? Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I think how slow and how difficult it was to start. Like if I'm being completely honest with you, every new agent, even before they get into the industry, they're either told that it's going to be a really slow start or they know that it's going to be a slow start. Like I can't even tell you the amount of times that I've just been told like, oh, it's going to take you three years. Your first three years are going to be slow and there's not really much you can do about it. Like just suck it up for three years and then it's going to just magically start working. So I think everybody knows how slow it's going to be, but when you're actually living it and you're in it and it's your only source of income, that was a huge shock for me. Like I had all of my sales strategies built out before I even got my license. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get my business cards. I'm going to make an Instagram account, a Facebook account. And because I put myself out there, I'll be able to close 10, 15 deals a month. No problem. People will just simply call me. Right. No, of course so they will. Like, psh, yeah, like, exactly. You know, yeah, right. And that didn't happen? <laughs> no, that does not happen. So that was a huge shocker for me. I was like thinking, okay, I'm going to get in this. I'm super motivated. I'm going to be able to make it happen. No. Unless you're doing something every day to like drive or push the needle, nothing's going to happen. Nobody's just going to magically start calling you and you're going to start doing it. People aren't going to just throw you. And so what about on the underwriting side or the technical part of it? Was there anything that surprised you about that? Definitely. Yeah. So like once I started getting a few deals under my belt and I started working on files, the underwriting, like I was expecting that I was going to walk into this industry and have like a manual, like an underwriting manual. I'm like, I'm going to be able to study this thing every single day. By the time I get my first file, I'm going to know exactly what I'm doing and I'm going to be able to underwrite this and like do this all on my own. And it wasn't until I got that first file where I'm like, okay, I, I need help. <laughs> this is crazy. You can't learn underwriting from a book. You have to learn it from every single file that you work on because every file is different in its own ways. Yeah. There's always nuance. you got lender differences, insurer differences, you got client credit, income, you know, all these variables that you have to match up to figure out. Even if there was a book, if there was this book existed, it would be so big. And then the other problem is this changes. Like, oh, that's not, you can't do that anymore. Like, so right, you have a yeah. book of rules that literally changes sometimes on a weekly basis. So it's like pretty nuts, actually. I remember a yeah. guy who was a 20 plus year realtor when he first became a mortgage broker. He's like, I don't want to sound rude, but what you guys do sounds way easier than what we do. A year later, he's like, no, no, dude, this is way harder than I thought. Like, because he understood real estate and he understood sales. But then he's like, oh my gosh, this is way not what I expected, right? Yeah, there's um, so many moving parts to it. There's so many moving parts. You're like a watchmaker. So there's two skills I always say when you first get into this, you got to master sales and underwriting. So which for you was the more difficult and more challenging? Well, honestly, can I say both? Because they both have their own challenges in their own ways. But if I had to actually pick, I think for me originally, I thought sales was going to be no issue. Like, I'm like, you know what? I'm a friendly guy. I can talk to people. I feel like sales will be easy for me. And like I said previously, like I had my strategies planned well before I even got my license. And I'm like, this isn't going to be a problem. But I think the thing was things that used to work in the past just don't work anymore. Like the world's changing. So you have to be able to adapt and like change the way that you're going to try to generate sales or else you're just going to simply fail in the industry. Right. So, so give me an example of something that you thought that was going to be like a surefire. This is going to make me nothing but money or leads, but didn't turn out the way expected. Do you have anything specific? Yeah, for sure. So I think getting into it, I'm like, this is perfect. I'm going to go to all these social events. I'm going to be able to just network with other industry professionals. And then in 2020, when I joined, I joined in the middle of a provincial lockdown. I couldn't do any of those things. So walking in, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to build these sales. I don't know what I'm going to do. I thought for sure building referral partners was going to be easy. I knew a couple like before I got into it, I knew some family friends that were real estate agents and I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to give them a call. And because I'm new, they're going to start giving me business. And 
I was terribly wrong with that as well. And then it wasn't until I went through your program and I learned that I still had a new car smell. So whether or not these couple of realtors that I knew liked me, they still weren't going to refer me business because they didn't trust me. Right, um, right. So and you had building, to overcome that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So like building that pitch and building kind of what I can offer them helped me build my own confidence as well and get the ball rolling with realtors. Right. Okay. So that kind of leads into my next question. You went through our program there. What was the biggest sort of takeaway for you from that, from the coaching? Yeah, I love the mindset training. I have to be honest with you. The mindset training was huge and had a massive impact for me. I think getting your mind right is a huge factor in this business. If you don't have your mind right, you're just not going to be able to push through the growing pains that everybody's going to face and you'll probably just end up quitting. And if you don't believe me, you can ask the 80% of new agents that quit and don't renew their license after their second year. So I really had to adjust the way I looked at my goals and get my mind on the right track. Like I love quotes, so I'm a huge quote guy. And the quote, a goal without a plan is just a dream, really resonated with me because that's exactly what I was doing prior to getting into your program and like getting my mind on track. I had these crazy goals of like, okay, I'm going to do hundred million a year. And I really had no plan on how I was going to do it. You still might, you know, you just have to go, like I always say, you're a step A, B, C. You're looking ahead at somebody who's at step like, you know, L or M and you're like, oh, but you're only going to get there by each step as you go, right? Like one step at a time. Exactly, exactly. And learning like the minimum quotas and like the little things that you have to do on a daily basis in order to achieve those goals that I learned through the program. That's what really helped. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Okay, so let me ask some rapid fire questions. So what's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? So when I was 15 years old, I got my first hole in one and only hole in one. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. I've never done that. Are you a good golfer? I'm not great. I'm slightly above average, but I do love golfing. So if anybody listening to this wants to go for yeah, a let's golf, go, let's go, baby. Yeah. We'll golf. For uh, sure. Stevie D. So he's one of our coaches and you know him, you've done some stuff with him. Yeah. I fell in love with golf this year. So if you ever wrote it, we've talked about it. Yeah, he yeah, does. He's talked about golf for sure. Yeah. Okay. What's a movie that everyone should watch at least once? The Pursuit of Happiness. 100%. Oh, that's a good movie. I it love is. when he like is not hanging up the phone. He's just pushing the button and dialing so that he's saving the time of like click and yeah. losing that call reluctance like his drive is just so good it's unreal. The, i read the book actually i never read it. the book is quite oh yeah it's, it's really good and he went through a lot of crap you know that's only that sliver of the suck that this guy had in his life right but, every time i watch it i just want to run through a wall after like i'm just ready to go <laughs> yeah and will smith is a great actor okay so at the end of the movie actually the real guy and will smith pass each other walking down the street i don't know if you know that but the last oh, I did it. No, that's awesome. So that's actually the real dude, Chris Gardner, and they kind of look back at each other. What's one tool or piece of tech you can't run your business without? So there's the obvious stuff like laptop, phone, email. Obviously, I can't run my business without those, especially the phone. But for me personally, I would say Excel. I'm a huge Excel person. I'm a little bit OCD in the sense where I need to have everything tracked. I know exactly where my clients are, their numbers are. I shouldn't say where they are, but where they came from, their numbers, their emails, all of that. And I'm slowly transitioning into my CRM system, but for now it's definitely Excel. Yeah, that's a good way to start anyway. And then what's the best piece of advice you received as a new mortgage agent? So the best piece of advice is you need to take a step back and look at how far you've come. And this one was super hard for me, if I'm being honest. I'm the type of person that's always looking at the end goals and I found myself getting super defeated and discouraged. So just taking a step back and looking at how far you've come and like your accomplishments definitely helps you stay motivated and keep you on track on your daily basis. Right. It's kind of like the gap in the gain, the gap at the, where you want to go and the horizon you never get to the horizon and the gain of where you've come. And it's very discouraging to look at the gap between where you are, but we forget to do it. We're like, you know, Oh, but you know, cause we're so focused, especially you're a very driven guy and motivated. So yeah. you're going to be always looking at the horizon. Like what's next, what's next, what's next. 
So that's really good. Right. So knowing what you know now, you know, I already know kind of what you've got going on. You're going to have a great career in this. What would you do different if you're starting over again? Stop being scared and just do it, honestly. And like, that's so much easier said than done. But if I could look back and tell myself 10 months ago what to do differently, it would be just pick up the phone, make the calls, send those messages, touch base with those people. And if they don't respond or they just send you a nasty message, whatever, who cares? Get up, do it again. Yeah. Next. Move on. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome, man. Where can people find you online? At Matt Baganya Mortgages on Instagram, Matt Baganya Mortgages on Facebook. I'm not on YouTube just yet, but definitely Instagram, Facebook. And that's a great last name, by the way, Baganya. What nationality is it? I'm Portuguese. Okay. It's awesome chat with you. I'm going to have you back on the other show at some point in the future when you're like, hey, Scott, guess what? I'm like crushing whatever. And I'm um, looking forward yeah. to checking in with you, brother. Absolutely. Me too. Thanks a lot, Scott. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.